Hi everyone, this is Carmen Miksha and Sofia Miksha, your hosts of Seeds of Sunshine, a mother-daughter multi-generational podcast filled with laughter, wisdom, and advice. Sofia is a sophomore in high school in the IB program, a runner, a piano player, and a sister. I have a BA and MA degree in English and have published two poetry books and a tennis book, which you can find on Amazon or directly on my website, www.carmenmixabooks.com. I am also the broker CEO of Dynamic Real Estate, and I would be happy to help you buy or sell a home. So please check out my website at www.dynamicsacramentohomes.com. So, thank you so much for tuning in. We promise to send you seeds of sunshine once a week to elevate your lives and dreams through better communication through generations. Welcome to Seeds of Sunshine with your host, Carmen Miksha. And Sophia Miksha. And now let, let us introduce our guests of honors. Let me introduce you to Kim Conley, who is a two-time track and field Olympian in the 5,000 meters and two-time national champion. Kim grew up in Santa Rosa, California, and went to college at UC Davis, where she ran cross-country and track. Although Kim used to live in Sacramento, and I used to see her blazing down the American River bike trail, today Kim lives in Flagstaff, Arizona, with her husband and dog, Smokey. And let me tell you something about Smokey. He is always tired, you guys, because she wears him out. <laughs> I love those Instagram pictures, Kim. Um, Kim is also a professional runner for Nike, coaches adult runners and with McCurdy Train. In her free time outside of training and coaching, Kim enjoys reading, hiking, mountain biking, and exploring the beauty of Northern Arizona. And now we'll introduce you to Kim's mom, who sure did something right raising an Olympian and who might share her secrets with all of us. Melanie Conley is a British and emigrated to America in 1987. Melanie lived in Santa Rosa, California, where she is home health wound, ostomy, and continent nurse for Sutter. In her free time, she enjoys traveling, swimming, and spending time with her family, including her three grandchildren. Yes, and before we start our conversation with both of you, we have, for Seeds of Sunshine, we have a recurring quote and joke that we start our, our episodes with. And the quote is actually from Kim, from one of her posts. Um, after the uh, 5K race uh, in Carlsbad, you, you said, Kim, racing among and in front of so many fellow runners has brought added joy to my healthiest season in a long time. That is such a beautiful quote and such a beautiful feeling when we're healthy and happy, right? Absolutely, yeah. yes. <laughs> and the joke, it matches our running theme. What do sprinters eat before a race? Can you guess, Kim? No, what? Nothing. They fast. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> we are like talking about sprinters. <laughs> yes. Okay, now let's start with the questions. So, um, what are your running goals for 2022 and what big races do you have coming up? 
Um, I mean, the overarching goal for 2022 is I'm going to transition up to the marathon. I don't have a marathon on the schedule yet, but I'm hoping to have that confirmed soon. So it'll be sometime October, November, December, um, late fall. Uh, in the meantime, I am going to a road race um, in Davenport, Iowa, the big seven miler that's at the end of July. And I spent the entire spring racing on the roads, um, everything from the mile to the half marathon and all over the country. You should run London Marathon, Kim. It's the best marathon ever. <laughs> I think there's somebody else in this chat with us right now that would be very excited by that idea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The spectators were out of this world, uh, Melanie. Like, I was blown away because New York is usually very vibrant, but the spectators were 10 times louder and like three, four rows of people. I was like blown away, you know? Interesting. Yeah, that's great. Yes. Very fun. Yeah. How many bridges did you run over? You know, I lost count, but the most important bridge is obviously the. Um, Tower um, bridge, the tower, the tower bridge, bridge. and yeah. that came at half marathon point. And I was like, wow, it's already 13 miles. I was like sprinting on the bridge and I felt amazing. The photographers were on the bridge. It was like such an amazing feel. Like I could do that every year. If someone said, are you running London Marathon this year? I would say yes, but <laughs> it's hard to get into it. <laughs> yeah, I bet. That's great though. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, and the second question is, um, can you give our listeners what an Olympian's daily schedule from morning to evening looks like, especially during these last three years of the pandemic? Yeah, um, so I, I get up and I train every morning. Um, in the summer, that's usually by 8 a.m. In the winter, I could sleep in and not get out the door till 10 a.m. <laughs> but in the summer, I definitely have to beat the heat a little bit. Um, and then I recover after and have lunch. Um, and in the afternoon I read and, and sometimes we'll do a little work on the computer or, or something like, you know, like a podcast like this. Um, and then sometimes I have body care appointments um, for chiropractor, um, physical therapy. And then in the, like around 5 p.m. is usually my second session, um, either another run or um, a strength program that I do. I used to go to the gym, um, but one of the changes that came in the pandemic was not being able to go to gyms. And so we ended up creating um, a routine and and getting ourselves enough equipment um, that I didn't have to go to the gym and I didn't really miss going to the gym. And so we are still doing it at home um, and I'm happy doing it that way. Um, and then in the evening, I just relax after dinner, um, usually watching sports. That That's is great. Really awesome. How many... Um miles do you run like a week in a week yeah it it um it varies depending on the season but anywhere from 75 to 100 is is normal wow <laughs> and and kim um i had the honor to interview you a few times and in a previous interview for my blog running for you had some really wise advice for all of us regarding life's swift changes that seem to keep coming at us like an avalanche, especially in this last three years. Can you please tell our listeners how they can become more nimble like you and more flexible? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that um, the, the pandemic taught us was about being adaptable um, because plans were changing all the time and, and so rapidly and it was hard to feel like you could count on anything. And, and in the beginning, that felt like things were being taken away all the time. Um, and so you had to become a little bit resilient um, and, and learn to adapt and, and find something else to look forward to when your plans fell through. Um, lately, it's been the opposite. There's been so many opportunities, especially with regards to racing. <laughs> it's about learning again how to narrow my focus and, um, and get back to a place where I pick a responsible schedule and not just say yes to everything. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Melody? Did Kim get her resilience from you? I have a feeling that she did. Um, maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> to a certain extent, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, during the pandemic myself, I, you know, with the job that I do, I just carried on as usual. I never had any changes to that, except, of course, if we were actually busier because I work in home health, so we weren't, um, I wasn't, um, people weren't in the hospital very much. So we saw more people actually in their homes. Yes, that makes sense. And so basically, yes, with the resilience, you just had to keep going. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. For, for my mom, adapting meant learning how to wear the N95 mask and the shield and having her glasses <laughs> fog up while she was trying to care for the patient. <laughs> Absolutely. That is not easy to do. I would rather run 75 miles than do that 24 hours. <laughs> so kudos to you, Melanie. And thank you for really being a hero, you know. Uh, well, I enjoy what I do too. <laughs> so, you know, that helps a lot. It does. Yeah. Okay, so another question for Kim Conley. So I've um, started track this year and plan to take it, like continue it throughout high school. So how can high school track athletes like myself develop into lifelong runners while running happy and injury free? Also, what is your favorite track workout that you would recommend to me for like getting faster? <laughs> Those are great questions. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the, the answer lies in not putting too much pressure on yourself and just setting some realistic goals, but, but figuring out what you really love about what you're doing, um, and, and having the entire endeavor be less about the outcome, um, for a season in a race and, and more about the day to day and learning to love the entire process. And, and that can mean enjoying certain types of workouts. And um, it can also mean just making friends on the team and, and being able to have fun. When, when I look back on high school cross country, what sticks out to me, you know, as much as any of the, the races and the results is going up into the state park where we did all our runs and we would sing Disney songs together. Um, and just, we just had so much fun being in each other's company and, and we weren't taking every day too seriously. And, and then the track workout. You recommend? Oh, um, <laughs> the track workout. I, my favorite, um, is still, it, it always was even in high school. Um, but four hundreds and in high school, that meant eight by 400 at mile pace. 
Um, now it's, it's more, it would be more like 16, um, at an even faster pace, just because that's the, the evolution you make as you get older and, and your endurance and your speed improve. Um, but there, I don't know, there's just nothing more fun than, um, than whipping around the track just for one lap at a time, um, and, and feeling fast. I agree a hundred percent, Kim, because <laughs> I did four hundreds on my birthday and then that weekend I PR'd in my 5k, I was preparing for it, you know, but like I was flying that week on track with the 400s and I was like, you know, I think I'm ready to PR and I did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They make you feel good. They do. They do. And now we have some questions for Melanie. Um, so what does it take to raise an Olympian and what advice do you have for other parents who also hope to raise Olympian kids? Well, when um, Kim was, you know, in her teenage years and, um, you know, she was at the high school um, and was getting more and more serious with track, I think that um, my husband and I, we just were there supporting her. She has a brother and sister that were also um, on the teams, the cross country and the track teams. So the three of them were going off to practices together and um, and then of course the meets and so that made it very easy for my husband and I to go along as well um, to be there um, but all our focus wasn't just on Kim it was always on the other two as well and so I think that that was giving them support but then we didn't necessarily just you know kind of have all of our focus on Kim or one of the others even. We wanted them all to do well. And so we were there for them without too much focus, if, if that makes sense. Yes. And when did you kind of realize, you know, we think she's going to become an Olympian? Did you ever? Um, well, I know that I, because my mother was a big supporter of Kim's when she was alive. And that was through those, Aww. she used to go to the high school meets with, all of us when she was in this country. Um, and I know that she would sometimes say, wow, do you think, and I would say, oh, I don't know, you know, that's kind of like too much. I don't know, that's, you know, too. But the first time I actually said it to Kim was actually just in 2008 when we were watching the um, Olympics in Beijing together. And I remember just turning to her and saying, do you think you could ever be in that? <laughs> <laughs> and so by then she was in college. So, you know, <laughs> I will say, I will say, I, I was like, mom, no. <laughs> Aren't you glad that your mom had big dreams for you and that she really saw what you can do, Kim? Yeah, ab absolutely. Because in 2008, when I was watching those Olympics, I was thinking, wow, what if I could, I would love to just try to get to the Olympic trials one day. That would be a huge honor. But I knew even that alone was going to take so much dedication and so much work. Um, but then knowing that for my mom, it would like represent something significant that she would, you know, be proud of. It made me feel like I had my parents' blessing to go chase that dream, um, even though it seemed a little audacious at the time. <laughs> Dreams are big and scary, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> so true. Yes, and and Melanie, if some parents are going through this journey right now, what would be your advice to them? You know, 
Well, I think, you know, just to support them the best they can with their dreams and without necessarily putting your dreams into them. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? It's like you want to be there, but then you know that life is going to be a journey that changes all the time with out of our control. So you want them. The most important thing is that they learn to adapt and keep moving. And um, and then the dreams can change. <laughs> if you want them to absolutely yeah. i think that's so important what you're saying the dreams can change meaning that you don't put all your eggs in one basket you don't put extra pressure right yes and you know when i was in high school myself just choosing what i would study i was never quite sure you know what do i want to be when i grow up those sorts of questions and when because i didn't feel i had a clear pathway my father would always say to me Whatever you do, keep your options open. I and that love was that. great advice. Yeah. I've yes. always that way. <laughs> okay, but for you, Kim, whatever you do, don't keep your options open. Go to London. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You want to say anything else? No, that's fine. <laughs> okay, so at the end of each episode, we like to sprinkle seeds of sunshine for all of our listeners, which is something uplifting, inspiring, and maybe even actionable to help all of us make positive, uh, positive changes in our lives. So what are your seeds of sunshine? And both of you can answer this question. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I think that, you know, what I've learned from my, from my experience, um, you know, coming out of college kind of as an underdog and then, you know, ending up making it to the Olympic stage is that to be successful at anything, um, it takes a lot of dedication and a lot of commitment. But uh, if, if you have found a pursuit that you really love and that you've built what you're doing on that foundation of love, then you don't feel like you're making sacrifices. You never feel like you're working too hard. You, you're doing what you're doing because you love it and you can be dedicated to your craft. And, and that's how in, in that process, you can find that success. That's great. Okay, Melania, what are your seeds of sunshine? Oh, um, I think to, to, keep, to keep going with what you like and enjoy as well. So it's probably much what Kim just said, um, but you know, being adaptable and just um, trying to find something positive in every day, even if it's in a difficult situation, that can help to carry you through. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, yes. We love all those seeds of sunshine. And the idea is that, like Kim said, when we find something that we really love, we don't feel like it's work. Exactly. As a marathon runner, I always get like from my friends, wow, you're ready. You worked so hard. And I'm like, uh, what are you talking about? I didn't work anything. I just had fun. <laughs> 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 right. So when, when we find this angle and when we just feel like the work is part of our, an extension of ourselves and that we find some fun in the way we approach work, I think like even with with any passion in life, if we find this angle, uh, I think we can just be successful, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yes, that's very true. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And before we let you go, um, 
although we would love to talk to you all day to both of you um <laughs> can you please let your listeners know how they can uh, they can connect with you on social media yes um i have a website uh kimfconley.com and i'm on instagram at kfconley and twitter at kimconley Wonderful, wonderful. And on Instagram, you guys, don't forget, you're going to get to see Smokey tired every day from two runs a day. <laughs> and, and it is our greatest honor and pleasure to have had you here. It is Sophia's first time talking to an Olympian and to another Olympian health nurse and mom. <laughs> Well, thank, thank you. Thank you, well, thank you very us. much for having us. Yeah, thank fun. you for having us. That was great fun. Seeds of Sunshine is a proud supporter of Sacramento Youth Center, and 50% of your donations are going directly to our local Sacramento branch. To contribute and support our podcast, please use the coffee app, which you can find in our show notes. It is greatly appreciated. Wishing you a great week full of sunshine. Thanks so much for listening, sharing, and reviewing our podcast wherever you listen to it. If you have some great wisdom and advice and wish to be a guest on Seeds of Sunshine, please email me at carmenmixa at yahoo.com or message me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Carmen Mixa. And last but not least, remember that we will have a monthly drawing for cool prizes to reward our top listeners and supporters who share and review Seeds of Sunshine. Thanks so much again. <laughs>